What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome to another episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and I'm here to tell you that the new look second line should be just fine if last night's preseason loss to the Washington Capitals is any indication. Uh, thank you for joining me here today. Thank you for making Locked On Bruins your first listen. Let's get into today's episode, shall we? Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what is up, my friends, and welcome to the first YouTube episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. For those of you who are tuning in, thank you for checking out the video. For those of you listening at home, well, you're missing out on the behind-the-scenes look at how I record here in my uh, living room slash home office. Uh, again, this is a daily podcast where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Uh, the podcast is available on all audio platforms, uh, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast is what I use on my Android phone. So please do hit that subscribe button. Each new episode will be automatically added to your feed for you to download, listen, and enjoy. If you could also rate and review, especially if you are an Apple user, that would be very much appreciated. Uh, if you are on social media, you can find the podcast at Locked NHL Bruins on both uh, Instagram and Twitter. And as you can see in the bottom right, if you're watching, you can find me, my dad jokes, and hockey tweets at Ian C. McLaren. Now, before we get into last night's uh, preseason loss to the Washington Capitals, I uh, just wanted to introduce myself for those of you who may be new to the podcast. I am a lifelong Boston Bruins fan. I, I grew up in Ontario. Uh, I was born in Toronto, grew up in Ottawa, and I became a Bruins fan because my dad was a Bobby Orr fan, which if you listen to yesterday's episode with Mike Camito, hockey historian, you'll know that that's a pretty common tale up here in Canada, especially Ontario. Um... I have been writing about hockey and specifically the Bruins for about 16 years. Started my own blog. My first post was about the Joe Thornton trade, which was uh, pretty devastating to me. Uh, and I also worked for five years full-time at The Score, which you may have on uh, your phone or mobile device, pretty popular sports app. I was a hockey news editor uh, covering the NHL, covering international hockey, um, and, uh, yeah, did that for five years, uh, upon departing that job, I picked up some freelance opportunities, did a little writing for SB nation and covering some, uh, junior prospects for the, the Blackhawks blog, the San Jose Sharks blog based in Guelph, Ontario, which is where I live home of Rich Beverly, who's been on the podcast a couple of times. And, uh, yeah. Through that opportunity, I was able to cover the 2019 OHL champion Guelph Storm. And uh, they're still the defending champions, uh, technically, I guess, since COVID uh, derailed the last two playoffs here in the OHL. And uh, I've been hosting this podcast for about two years. We're entering our third Bruins season. Hopefully, it's the first full 82-game season with a long and deep 
playoff run. And key to those efforts will be whether or not uh, Charlie Coyle can lock down the number two center position uh, in the wake of the departure of David Krejci. And if last night's game is any indication, then yes, uh, I think the Bruins should be in good hands. And that's largely due to uh, the presence of Taylor Hall, who is an elite left winger. Uh, he has been, uh, you know, in not the best situations over the course of his career with the pre-McDavid uh, Edmonton Oilers, a New Jersey Devils team that he led to the playoffs and won a Hart Trophy with, but then kind of went down a bit. Uh, the Coyotes, the Sabres, those were both unsuccessful teams. And now that he has landed with the Bruins and has committed to the Bruins for, uh, you know, four more seasons, he really seems to be settling in, and uh, I believe he will be a driving force on the second line. But as far as Coyle goes, he saw uh, 16 minutes and 40 seconds of ice time last night. He uh, scored a goal, the first goal for the Bruins, which uh, held up under a review. Uh, the uh, contention was that he kicked it in, but that was not the case. Uh, he recorded an assist. Uh, he had three shots on goal one hit, two takeaways, and he went 82% in the face-off circle. Taylor Hall, uh, pretty much the exact same amount of ice time. Uh, he had a goal, uh, three shots of his own, and uh, Craig Smith, the other member of that line, uh, he chipped in two assists to go with two shots on goal in uh, a bit less ice time. Now, uh, if you are a subscriber to The Athletic, Fluto Shinzawa has a, an article up there this morning talking about how Taylor Hall could be in for a sneakily successful offensive season. And part of that is uh, just his ability to drive play, to get to all areas of the ice. Uh, he can distribute from anywhere. And uh, I really think that, yeah, his presence on that second line will kind of tip or balance the scales anyways between the loss of David Krejci and the addition of Charlie Coyle. If you think back to last season, you had, you know, Jake DeBrusque and David Krejci over the last few seasons, really. Uh, and there was quite a disparity in skill levels between those two. No disrespect to Jake DeBrusque, who's looked good in, in the preseason. But I think we're going to see here, uh, it's now going to be Taylor Hall. There's not as big of a gap between Hall and Coyle uh, than Krejci and DeBrusque. But I think Hall, clearly an elite winger, and he's going to help elevate Charlie Coyle's game and, and make it an easier transition for him up to that line. Now we saw pretty much what will be the Bruins opening night lineup last night. We'll get here in a moment into some of the guys who could find themselves down in Providence to begin the season. Again, the Bruins did uh, lose this game uh, 4-3 in overtime. And uh, it was Linus Allmark who got the start in net. He stopped uh, 26 shots out of 30 for an 867 save percentage. Uh, not uh, let's say spectacular in net for the Boston Bruins. But, you know, when you look at the preseason as a whole, what you want to see is whether or not players are adjusting to new environments or adjusting to new roles. 
kind of improving game by game, getting ready for the regular season. I don't really care about preseason results in terms of wins and losses, even goals, assists, they don't count right, in the grand scheme of things. Uh, was it a better game for Linus Allmark than in the past? I'd say yes. Uh, does he still have some work to do? I'd also say yes. Um, I would have liked him to make that save on that Tom Wilson breakaway specifically. Um, like I said yesterday on the podcast, I do project Jeremy Swayman to be the starter on opening night. He's looked much better in uh, the preseason. He is more familiar with the Bruins system um, and yeah, has earned the right to start that game. Not to take anything away from Linus Allmark, who will now get, you know, the Bruins have nine full days between their last preseason game and their first regular season game. And uh, I think, yeah, with some more practices, I think he's going to be fine. I uh, said in my bold predictions for this season that he could be a uh, Vesna Trophy candidate. We were told to go bold, to go big, not to make, you know, a safe prediction per se. I don't know if I still hold to that. I, I mentioned on Twitter last night that I, if I were to do it again, I might say that uh, my bold prediction would be Taylor Hall challenging for his second heart trophy. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think uh, Linus Allmark is going to be okay and uh, that the Bruins will have a decent tandem in net uh, pending the uh, potential return of uh, Tuka Rask. Now, before we move on, I want to thank you again for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen of the day. Uh, it really means a lot that you take some time to listen to me ramble on about this hockey team every day. And uh, it's been reflected in the numbers since the uh, preseason began, training camp. Uh, there's definitely real interest in this team, and I'm very grateful for that. Uh, now, just a quick word about Bet Online, your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season, as well as the baseball playoffs, hockey, basketball, boxing. They even have your favorite Vegas casino games on there. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for this season. You can just head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using promo code LOCKEDON. Uh, bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports teams. So sign up today, receive that 50% welcome bonus by using promo code LOCKEDON. I also want to tell you about a cool new app called uh, Get Upside. Uh, it's an incredible app for anyone who buys gas. Uh, Locked On Boston Bruins listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use promo code HOCKEY to get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Again, download the app. Use promo code HOCKEY to get up to $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. Uh, cash back right to your bank account, PayPal, e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Again, download the app. Use promo code HOCKEY to take advantage of this pretty cool opportunity. Now, when it comes to the Boston Bruins, there are some roster decisions to be made. They uh, sent a bunch of guys down to 
the AHL prior to yesterday's game against the Washington Capitals. And so now there are uh, a few guys battling it out for the final spots. Among the guys sent down were Jack Ashan, uh, Samuel Asselin, Jesper Froden, who really impressed, and I can see him making uh, a bid to be called up at some point in the event of uh, injury. Uh, Cam Hughes, Tyler Lewington, and uh, who's the other guy that had to go through waivers? There was one other player. Oh, yeah, Yuna Kapanen. They all cleared, so they've been assigned. Uh, Oscar Steen, Jacob Lauko, Brady Lyle, uh, Kyle Kaiser. These are all guys that could be uh, candidates to be called up at some point, but for the time being, they have been assigned to Providence Bruins training camp. So who remains fighting for a position? Well, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago that Bruce Cassidy said it's really only you know one forward spot that's up for grabs right now. If you look at last night's lineup, uh, you saw the uh, top line intact, the sec- new look second line, the trio of DeBrusque, uh, Howla and Felino on the third line, and then a fourth line of Trent Frederick, uh, Thomas Nozick, and Curtis Lazar. That is the projected lineup for opening night. Remaining up uh, with the Bruins is Anton Bleed, uh, Carson Kuhlman, and uh, Chris Wagner. I believe those are the three guys challenging for the 13th forward role at the moment. So two of those guys are going to be have to sent down. Oh, and Jack Stanika, obviously. So three of those four are going to have to be uh, reassigned. Now, Jack Stanika, despite the fact that he looked very strong in training camp in the preseason, he's bulked up. Uh, he looks NHL ready, but uh, he is waiver exempt, meaning he can be sent down to the Providence Bruins without having to go through waivers. That's not the case with Bleed, Kuhlman, and Wagner. So do the Bruins keep Stadnika up and send all three of those guys to waivers and risk losing one, two, three of them? Or do they make the safe play, send Stadnika down, and then only expose two of those guys on the waiver wire? My preference is Stanika being up in the lineup with a caveat. I don't necessarily want him just playing, uh, well, A, I don't want him sitting in the press box watching, and B, I don't want him playing, um, you know, a checking role per se. If he's going to be in the lineup, he should be in the middle six at least. So while I do want him up in the lineup, there doesn't seem to be any room for him in the middle six. So it's probably going to be the case that he'll be sent down to Providence to play a first-line center role for them, and he'll be the first man up in the case of injury. Anton Bleed, Carson Kuhlman, I think they will be assigned to Providence, and not my preference, but I think it will be Chris Wagner who is kept up. Uh, I think, yeah, we've kind of seen his ceiling. Uh, We kind of know who he is, a checking winger, penalty killer, Uh, He's definitely a favorite, per se, of Bruce Cassidy's, and uh, I think he'll be the 13th guy up. If it was my decision, I'd say thank you for your service, put him on waivers, 
uh, try to move him, but I don't. I just don't see that happening with Don Sweeney and Bruce Cassidy in tow. So it really looks like they'll have that fourth line, and they will, yeah, integrate Chris Wagner at some points if Trent Frederick is struggling, and, and Frederick hasn't really impressed in the preseason either. Uh, so it's kind of tough luck for Jack Sanika that uh, you know the right side is kind of occupied. There's no room down the middle. Uh, and he should be the first guy to be called up in, in my estimation. When it comes to defense, uh, it'll probably be uh, a case where John Moore and Jacobs Borrell are the extra defensemen. Uh, John Moore, that veteran uh, presence, Borrell can play both sides. Uh, we saw again last night Derek Forbort up on the uh, top pairing. Which yeah, I don't I don't really love that. I'd rather him be uh, with Connor Clifton. And uh, again, is Connor Clifton an 82 game defenseman? I'm not quite sure. Uh, I could see Zboral spotting him or a guy like Brady Lyle called up uh, if Clifton begins to struggle. And then of course in net, it'll be Allmark and Swayman. But again, like I said, the Bruins have nine full days between. Um, Last night's preseason game and their season opener, they start late, uh, not until Saturday the 16th against the Dallas Stars. So there's some time to keep practicing and see who's fresh. The Bruins do have a day off today. No practices, uh, no media availability. So I wouldn't expect any final decisions well until the, the rosters have to be set for the regular season. Um, normally on Thursdays here on Lockdown Boston Bruins, we will take a look at the NHL's top five teams. Uh, if you, again, are an athletic subscriber, Dom Lissishin, uh posted his previews, or he's in the midst of posting his previews. The Bruins came in at number five, uh, which is very encouraging. He said that uh, with Boston's elite players, they're very well equipped to challenge for the Stanley Cup. Uh, there's two other teams in the Atlantic in the top five. so. Yeah, whatever happens in the regular season, that top four first couple of rounds are going to be difficult uh, getting past the Lightning, the Florida Panthers, and the Toronto Maple Leafs, although I don't really think the Leafs are as good as they have been in the past. And there's that added pressure on them this season to perform. <clears throat> and if they don't, then, uh, yeah, heads could possibly roll. Before we get to some news and notes from around the NHL, a quick word about Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. You can go on your computer at home. You can access Rock Auto in your pocket, on your phone, and you can save time and money. Why choose to spend 30 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? For example, I have a Honda Odyssey parked in my driveway. If I wanted a new fuel pump, it'd be about $350 to get one at the dealership or a chain store. Rock Auto, they have them for $216. They're a family-owned business, and they've been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are always reliably low for every customer, and they have everything you could possibly need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. 
uh, write locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Now, yesterday, Darren Drager of TSN reported that there can finally be some progress on the Jack Eichel front. Sources told him ongoing discussions between the Sabres uh, general manager and clubs interested in acquiring the 24-year-old center have become more serious. That is due to the Sabres uh, finally giving access to his medical records to other teams so they can get some insight into his herniated disc in his neck. Uh, There's some speculation that uh, a West Coast team like the Kings or the Ducks uh, are interested. Those are two of the teams that I've pinpointed as likely destinations. And uh, Nick Kiprios uh, kind of intimated on Twitter that the Rangers are sniffing around as well. Elliot Friedman in his 32 Thoughts column said there's a real push to reach a solution possibly because of Robin Leonard uh, openly tweeting about it the other day. I noticed that Jack Eichel liked one of those tweets as well. So uh, it's difficult to say if he'll be traded first or get the surgery, return to health, play some games for the Sabres to regain his trade value. Uh, But there's a growing belief that there are clubs willing to allow him to undergo the disc replacement surgery that he wants, uh, but they have to be able to make the trade first. Uh, So hopefully we'll get some resolution into that situation sooner than later. Uh, Vander Kane is back in the news. Uh, He's had investigations for gambling, allegations of uh, sexual assault, and now he's under investigation for using a fake COVID-19 vaccination card, uh, which just boggles the mind that someone would attempt to do that. Uh, so well, he's already been kind of banned from San Jose Sharks camp. And, uh, speaking of the Sharks, Elliot Friedman in that 32 thoughts column, uh, said he believes Thomas Hurdle could fetch the best return if they decide to bring in some new blood. Obviously the Bruins will be monitoring the, uh, center trade market this season in the event that Charlie Coyle, uh, re-injures himself or if, things don't go the way uh, that they want. But like I said, right now it looks uh, pretty set that he will uh, be all right in that position. Uh, The New York Islanders, the team that beat the Bruins out last season, uh, they could be entering the season with starting goalie Simeon Varlamov sidelined. It's uncertain if his condition is tied to a nagging knee injury that hampered him during the playoffs. Uh, Ilya Sorokin, who really impressed, would become the starter. Uh, and he'll have um, Zdeno Chara in front of him to help uh, to help things out there. <clears throat> Some bad news out in Los Angeles, uh, where Quentin Byfield was diagnosed with a fractured left ankle, and he'll be sidelined in- indefinitely. That could open the door for the Kings to make a push for Jack Eichel, seeing as uh, Byfield was penciled in to uh, be on the NHL roster to begin uh, this season. Although, would he be part of the package? Probably not. They wouldn't want to give him up. Anyways, that is it for today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Thank you so much to those who have watched on YouTube, checking out the first episode 
uh, here, and this will become a, a daily thing now. So please do subscribe to the YouTube channel, uh, as well as to uh, whatever podcast app you use. And uh, each new episode will be automatically added to your feed. Uh, I do very much appreciate those who listen on a regular basis. Um, quick show recommendation. I mentioned it the other day, but uh, my wife and I, who you can see in the background there, uh, we finished Midnight Mass the other night, uh, which was very good, very spooky, somewhat gory. But uh, I would give it on the tomato meter uh, a good 90%. And uh, some very thoughtful themes in there as well. Um, and uh, yeah, looking forward to catching up on some other shows. I still haven't seen the Billions finale, which uh, was apparently pretty uh, pretty intense. And uh, also been watching Only Murders in the Building, which I've been really enjoying, the Steve Martin, Martin short show. Anyways, like I said, it's the end of the Bruins preseason. The results don't matter. We now look forward to the regular season, which begins next Tuesday or Wednesday for most some teams, not till Saturday for our Boston Bruins. Uh, and uh, between now and then, we'll be sure to uh, preview what's to come, offer some predictions, uh, do some power rankings, and get into the regular flow of Locked On Boston Bruins episodes. Uh, again, thank you so much for tuning in to Locked On Boston Bruins part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day.